She's sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. A man or a woman must always be presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. And with that, I must state that you, sir, under historic scrutiny, were proven innocent. I am optimistic about the future of America and the future of our independent judiciary, the crown jewel of our constitutional republic. As a justice on the Supreme Court, I will always strive to preserve the Constitution of the United States and the American rule of law. The U.S. is strong again, and the U.S. is strong in a way that should make all Americans very proud. It's a great day in the United States, and I'm proud to have been part of the team. Thank you, Mr. President. You. It's been an honor of a lifetime. And now, Stacey Washington. And now, <laughs> welcome to the program. Oh, my goodness. Ambassador Haley is resigning effective the end of the year. I got to tell you, I was not expecting that. And uh, so it's it's. She's been doing such a stellar job. It's kind of hard to imagine who would take her place, who can fill those shoes that she is so amply. uh, She's just been so phenomenal. So uh, breaking news today for her to make that announcement on the heels of the end of the Kavanaugh fight. He actually sat on the bench today. He waited until everyone else had asked their questions and asked questions in the first case that they heard. And his family was present in the seats that are reserved for guests of the justices And so all in all, a very, very nice, uh, you know, conclusion to what was just one of the most shameful periods when it comes to political infighting that we've had in in recent history. Uh, And so, no, I'm not saying it's more shameful than slavery. Please don't email me. I'm talking about political infighting. Uh, And it was clearly just a hit job because we're not going to see any charges brought against him criminal charges because when there's something that's happened that's bad and you really want justice you go to the criminal arena so that people can be prosecuted criminally so we know that so welcome to the program today on the show jam-packed we have diamond and silk they're going to be with us next segment they're going to come on and talk about their new documentary democrats the movie democrats the movie.com can't wait to talk to the girls about that and um we're going to be uh, talking a little bit more about Nikki Haley, and we're going to get to uh, the votecommongood.com, which was, this is the story that I, I kind of teased yesterday, and we missed getting to it. We had such a jam sh- jammed show yesterday. We're going to get to it today, and of course, we'll take your calls later on in the show as well. Right now, I want to get to the Daily Confession, uh, and, and this has to do with, um, you know, getting the guidance that we need from God. And I know a lot of people are feeling, you know, feeling pretty good because we were able to just basically grit our teeth and hold the line to get through the Kavanaugh, uh, you know, accusations and, and seeing him getting confirmed. But that's not the end of it all. And we really need to know that when we're going to the left or to the right, when we're going forward or when we're deciding not to go forward and we're staying in the same place, that we're doing that because that's what God has for us. And so it, it can be confusing, especially if you have a lot of choices in front of you. Now, God has worked things out for our good already. He is continually doing that. 
And he has planned for every eventuality, meaning any decision that you could or could not make, that you any decision that you make, whichever choice you decide on, he's already got things worked out for your good. But that doesn't mean we we should be wayward or willy-nilly or unwise in making our decisions. And so today's daily confession is Isaiah 30, 21. I love this scripture. It is it is such a great thing to kind of just you you grab onto it and you hold it because you know it's in God's word and therefore it's true. It is whether you turn to the left or to the right, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And Treasury of Scripture kind of describes it if, if, if you go into a different um, a different translation and your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand, when you turn to the left. Other scriptures that help us to understand this scripture are Isaiah 35, 8 and 9. And a highway shall be there in a way and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. So this is not meant to, in scripture, say, you know, you hear a voice behind you saying, yeah, go ahead and, you know, gossip about that friend. Yeah, go ahead and, you know, falsely accuse someone. Yeah, go ahead and, you know, take 10 pens from work and, you know, take them home and use them at home. That's that's never going to be that voice that the scripture references. It's talking about walking closely with God and being able to hear the Holy Spirit. So not an audible voice, but that check in your spirit that says, this is it or this isn't it. That's and, and the only way to know if you're on the right path is you got to be connected into the power source. So praying with God every day, make that appointment first thing in the morning, you're going to have your word of prayer with the Lord. You're going to be with him first. And then you're going to read some scripture and you're going to refresh your mind and renew your mind with that scripture. And then throughout the day, as we move and, and do the things that we have to do, speaking to God, asking for his guidance and making that a part of your everyday routine. Um, Isaiah 58, 11 says, and the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and make fat your bones. So he is our source. He is the one who will do these things for us. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he will teach sinners in the way. Psalm 143, 8 through 10 says, Cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. So that's that's really encouraging. And we need that right now. I know. I've seen some posts from people where they're, you know, they feel slightly discouraged because there's still people standing outside the Supreme Court screaming and yelling. There's still a lot of violence. In fact, a story that I missed over the weekend is that Brian Kilmeade, one of the hosts of Fox and Friends, was actually followed home from the Fox building. Now, I I know you've probably seen on television the the actual Fox building because it's in New York, uh, in, in, in Manhattan, actually, and it's a well-known facade. But what you don't know is the people who work there, whether it's Brian Kilmeade or, you know, in any person, Judge Janine, there is no, there's, there are some exits that you can come out of that are on the side streets because the building is literally, it's surrounded by streets. So it's, it's like a mini block itself, but there are other buildings behind it um, because the Sirius building is actually adjacent to it. So you see a lot of kind of faces you would know walking around that area, entering the building, et cetera. And they, they have security. But once you exit the building, whether you leave out of one of the rear entrances or the sides or the front, 
there's no security outside. And so it's just like any other office complex or business place where they have security on the inside and those security people can come outside. But if you're leaving, especially if you're going to take the subway, as Brian Kilmeade was doing in this incident, you don't have security with you unless you're paying someone. And so he left the Fox News Corp building and walked over to the nearest subway station. You go down the stairs and then you can catch the subway. And two Netflix producers, hosts, if you will, I, I, they're not producers. They have their own uh, streaming show, like an online program, and it's comedy. And they followed him and they harassed him and they got on the subway with him and then encouraged other people on the subway to yell at him. They actually screamed that he should be crucified, crucify him, crucify him. And so we we actually have uh, some reaction from Greg Gutfeld on that, and we'll get to it. And it, it kind of has to do with the right to protect yourself and defend yourself against others. But it's stories like these that are really discouraging to us and in a time like this where, you know, there's there's a time for fighting and arguing your case and then there's a time when the decision has been made and the winner has won and the loser has lost and that's it and then you move on to the next thing and for this to still be going on the protesting the nastiness the you know harassment of people in public places running people out of restaurants and to see democrats like Maisie Hirano of Hawaii really justify it instead of condemning it it's it's discouraging but the lord will fight our battles he is our lion he is our defender. The righteous run to him and are made safe. We, we can are covered by his wings. The glory of the Lord is our rear guard. And I mean, we're talking about the, when the Bible says the glory of the Lord. Remember when Moses asked God if he could see him, can I see you? He said, no man can look upon me and live. He said, I will allow you to see my glory as I pass by. So basically the back, the very most back portion of the robes of, of God. And Moses looked upon those and his face shone for weeks after. So when the Bible says the glory of the Lord is our rear guard, that's no joke. So we should not walk in fear, nor should we feel excessive anxiety or worry about the way things are right now. Times have been rough before. They will be rough again. The cycle of, of humanity is that people are going to be people. But in all things, we can walk in courage, knowing that God is our defender and he is for us, not against us, but we have to rely on him. So not walking in our own strength and power, but walking hand in hand with him. Uh, and that's some pretty powerful stuff. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Come on now. I, I, I dare you to find something better than that. If you want somebody to have your back, I'd, I'd much prefer it to be the ultimate which is our father in heaven. So right now I want to pivot over to the momentous events of last night. The official swearing in, the ceremonial swearing in of Judge Kavanaugh happened at the White House in the East Room. And it was a really, really nice ceremony. There were some very, very wonderful moments. Uh, one of them was when President Trump opened up their, his comments before uh, the actual swearing in. And... He apologized to the Kavanaugh family for what they'd been through. It's number three. I would like to begin tonight's proceeding differently than perhaps any other event of such magnitude. On behalf of our nation, I want to apologize to Brett, 
and the entire Kavanaugh family for the terrible pain and suffering you have been forced to endure. Those who step forward to serve our country deserve a fair and dignified evaluation, not a campaign of political and personal destruction based on lies and deception. What happened to the Kavanaugh family violates every notion of fairness, decency, and due process. Our country, a man or a woman, must always be presumed innocent unless and until proven guilty. This is a very simple concept. And immediately after the apology, there were just harpies and minions and not the cute little yellow minions from the cartoons, but, you know, trolls losing their minds because he said that Brett Kavanaugh was innocent of the allegations. If he weren't innocent, the president wouldn't have moved forward with confirming him. He would have pulled the nomination. The fact that he was put on the court is a statement in the affirmative that the belief in the mainstream area is that he is innocent. So let's listen to uh, Judge Kavanaugh describing his plans on the Supreme Court. It's number four. We'll go out with that. I take this office with gratitude and no bitterness. On the Supreme Court, I will seek to be a force for stability and unity. My goal is to be a great justice for all Americans and for all of America. I will work very hard to achieve that goal. I was not appointed to serve one party or one interest, but to serve one nation. America's constitution and laws protect every person of every belief and every background. Every litigant in the Supreme Court can be assured that I will listen to their arguments with respect and an open mind. Every American can be assured that I'll be an independent and impartial justice. Mm. It's nice to hear. It was nice to see him there with his family. It was nice to see his parents there. And it was nice to see the justices all seated together, uh, you know, welcoming him into their midst. It's nice to have that moment. All right, when we get back, we're going to have Diamond and Silk. You stay there. What if I told you that you could clean your family's laundry and help reach the next generation at the same time? That opportunity is here through a company called Redeem Clean. Every time you use Redeem Clean products, you help support the Ministry of the American Family Association. In addition to your regular AFA giving, Redeem Clean laundry detergent allows you to increase your support of AFA just by continuing to wash your family's clothes. Redeem Clean products work as well as or better than other products on the market. They're environmentally safe, biodegradable, and they're made in the USA and they were developed exclusively for the support of the American Family Association. For clean laundry and support of a cleaner society, it's Redeem Clean. Learn more, find options, 
and order Redeem Clean products at afastore.net. That's afastore.net. Hi, I'm Crawford Loritz with a Legacy Moment. Years ago, I heard a story about this young soldier who put up with a lot of abuse from a fellow soldier. He was the brunt of some really cruel, practical jokes, yet he never retaliated. In fact, he responded with kindness. And then after one particularly awful incident, he even shined the man's shoes. Now, this young soldier's incredible, gracious, giving response eventually caused his tormentor to give his life to Christ. What a story. I don't think I have the capacity to do what that soldier did. I think about God and how he responds to us. God's capacity to put up with our mess is pretty amazing. We're sinful, disobedient people. We're prone to wander, as the hymn writer says. In Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 17, there's a statement tucked away in the middle of this prayer of repentance and confession. It describes the merciful character of our great God. Listen to these words. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, and you do not forsake them. God forgives us, this verse says. Everything we have ever done wrong, God says through Christ, you are forgiven. He is gracious and compassionate toward us. His love calls us in to go beyond what we deserve, so much further beyond what we deserve. He doesn't give up on us. The text says, you do not forsake them. He pursues us. He comes after us. What an awesome God we serve. Well, here's what I want you to remember today. When is the last time you thank God for not giving up on you? Take some time today to tell him how much you appreciate his love and his mercy. Thanks, Crawford, and thank you for listening to today's Legacy Moment, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Global Ministries. You can watch a live stream of the show on Facebook or YouTube at Stacy on the Right. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Hello. Welcome back to the program. StacyOnTheRight.com, at StacyOnTheRight on Twitter and Instagram. And you can head over to AFR.net and find out more about the fantastic work of American Family Association and American Family Radio of which this show is a part. So, so glad to be with you today. It's Tuesday. It's another great day to be an American. And also, if I haven't said it already, greetings from the heartland. And right now, it's my pleasure to welcome two of my good friends. Um, they're, they're fantastic women. They're getting a lot done in the movement. And they're speaking to audiences that before now were really probably not open to Republican Party politics. And on top of everything that they do, a, a streaming television show, weekly video updates, they're everywhere. They're at the White House. They're all over the country doing speaking engagements. They've now also done a documentary. So the sparks are flying off of my two good friends, Diamond and Silk. Thank you so much for joining the show today, ladies. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for having us. So I love it when y'all come on, mostly because I don't get to see you enough. The last time I saw you was at the White House for the uh, – I think it was a diversity reception of some sort, and we uh-huh. were all there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the last time I saw you guys. Um, but now, so I, I saw some, I caught wind of this earlier on online social media, and I was like, yes, we must talk about this. So tell us, first of all, why are y'all doing a documentary at this point? What, what, what's going on? Well, we've been featured in a documentary. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because, you know, we know that the president 
is draining the swamp. So now it's time for us to expose the swamp and expose the hypocrisy. That's right. When we look at these congresswomen running around talking about we have to impeach 45, mm-hmm. we decided let's go in her district mm-hmm. and let's see what she's trying to hide. Mm-hmm. Anytime you see a person trying to demean, disperse someone, disrespect somebody, let's see their sugar honey iced tea, what's going on. And mm-hmm. when we go into some of these districts that's being ran by these Democrats, they're ran in the ground. A lot of these people are homeless. I mean, it's just it's stuff everywhere. It's just mm-hmm. it's a mess. It's a mess. It's Living a mess. in tents. Living no in tents. running water. Yeah. Defecating in the streets. It is ridiculous. It is a shame. It's Democrat-ran cities like this that's keeping a lot of American stuff. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're giving you the truth with proof. We're not holding anything back. We're giving you the facts. We want you to go to DummyCratsTheMovie.com. It premieres in theaters nationwide. October the 15th, one-night premiere. So we want you to go and get your tickets so that you can see. See, it's best that you see instead of listening to sound bites. I want you to go see what we saw. That's right. Okay, so first off, thank you for taking part in the documentary. I think it's it's so important for us to have real-world uh, views of what's happening because the news media doesn't cover this. And, and I, I just, I'm going to just say it. I'm, not, I'm, I'm tired of, you know, dancing around the issue uh, why isn't CNN reporting on the way people are living in these uh, Democratic-controlled cities? MSNBC, why isn't Rachel Maddow crying about kids living outside and not having, you know, indoor plumbing and things like that? Because children are impacted by this, too. It takes the two of you to join into a documentary with, uh, I think it's Michael Savage, and, you know, to bring this to the forefront for everyone to take a look at. Why, why not the mainstream media? Why are they so silent about this suffering? Well, you know, they're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the ones around here. They're okay with pushing these uh, social socialism ideas, resist ideas. Listen, they don't want our country to be on the path of winning. They make their money by us being impoverished, mm-hmm. uh, people Divisive. being suppressed, people being oppressed. Mm-hmm. So that's why they wouldn't dare report on it. But it's time for us to call out the hypocrisy. Listen, we pay, we, as the American people pay these people tax dollars for them to go do a job for the American people. And when they're not doing their job, we have to call them out and we have to hold them accountable. And some of these people, it's time for them to be voted out. That's right. I'm, I'm with you on that. I, it, so we're talking about in St. Louis, you know, I don't know, 60 some odd years of uninterrupted Democratic rule. In, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it's 109 years of uninterrupted Democratic rule. And, and in California, Republicans can't get elected locally because the Democrats actually fixed it so that it's the top two vote getters. So even if you ha- you run a primary, you you do all the work, if you're not the number one or number two vote getter, then you're not even on the ballot. It doesn't matter if you're going to lose anyway. What matters is that people have a choice. The people of California no longer have choices at the statewide and local level. They only have Democrats that they can elect. So that that's a rigged system. Yeah, it's a rigged yep. system. So that means you don't have any alternative ideas being presented. So, I mean, when you talk about this documentary and you guys went out in the streets, did you did you talk to any of the people who are impacted? Do they even realize that the, the system well, that they're okay, trapped so in? Stacey, let me tell you, girl. First of all, some of these people didn't even realize that Maxine Waters did not live in their district. They were unaware that she stayed in a $4.3 million mansion on a Mm -hmm. $174,000 salary, which is their tax dollars. They were unaware of certain things. We were able to talk to regular, 
ordinary citizen mm-hmm. and bring them bring awareness to them and see we're tired of people just listening to sound bites. It's time to start call start calling out facts here and letting people see who's really running things and who's ruining things right. in our country. And some of these congressmen and women, they sit up there, they work for their own greed and not the meet need of people and they have ruined our country. And really some of these left leaning liberals are trying to put America on suicide watch mm-hmm. and we're trying to save America. And so Suicide Watch is this sudden rise of the Democrats reaping what they've sown, which is they've been sowing to socialism in public schools for 30 years. And now all of a sudden kids are coming out of American public schools, going to these colleges where they teach Marxism and they're coming out socialists like Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. and Bernie Sanders, everybody's granddad, which not the granddad you love, but the granddad that you would probably run from, Bernie Sanders. So when, when they're reaping what they're sowing and they seem surprised, Nancy Pelosi seems surprised by the popularity of Ocasio-Cortez and they're trying to tamp that down. But isn't that what they're, they've been waiting for? That's, that's what they've grown themselves. Right, the mm-hmm. oppression and suppression of people. Let's go back. All right, so you remember it was the Democrat, the left-leaning liberals that pushed the Jim Crow days, mm-hmm. oppress and to suppress people. Now you want to push socialism to oppress and suppress people. This is what they do. And when you mentioned the electrical college to uh, uh, Cortez or Ortez, whatever her name is, she probably going to think, oh, my God, I'll never send my child to that college. She may think it's a normal college. You don't, it's like she don't know her facts. She need to pick up a book and really read. Read. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that she has a degree. And she don't know certain things, certain things that she should know. Uh, but this is what they're pushing in our country. And if you all do not like the trajectory that our country is going in, the direction, you all need to take a look at all of this here. That's, that's right. what these left-leaning liberals are trying to push mm-hmm. upon us. And that's why in these midterm elections you're going to have to get out, vote right, vote red, vote Republican. That's right. So let's talk a little bit more about when you were on the streets for the documentary, talking to people and really going into these communities. And I know, you know, you you ladies are so real. You go in and you do the kind of work that sometimes the retail politics uh, of individual campaigns it doesn't get that real. You 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 understand mm. what I'm saying. You know that it get, there's money to be spent, but it's sometimes it's just the commercials and the door knocking is left to little teams of sometimes high schoolers and young college students. But there's nothing more real than having a grown up who's lived come to you and talk to you about your situation. What was the reaction as you were moving through these communities and talking about the real issues? Well, people were first of all they were shocked, but they appreciate the fact that even though we're yeah. conservative, we were able to come to the hood. We were mm-hmm. able to go right up to them and talk to them. You know, they appreciated that mm-hmm. because sometimes conservatives tend to shy away because they don't want to be called a racist or a misogynist, all of these dirty, nasty names. But see, the more they hate, the more we have to educate. So we went in the hood. We mm-hmm. talked to people. We talked to the homeless. We wanted to know what was going on. And it's time to hold Congress accountable. It's time for people to see what's going on. I know the left keep telling people to stay woke. What we're telling people to do is pay attention. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so that goes against the, the normal thing that people are told, which is they don't want to hear from us. What, what I'm hearing you say is people do want to be approached and discuss, you know, the, the living That's conditions right, yeah. or, or they if want it. They want to hear information. Yeah. If, as long as you're giving them accurate information, because people didn't know things. And it's time. You know what? Sometimes you got to cut off all that reality TV and stay focused here 
and pay attention to things. People didn't know. They're just going on with their lives. They know that they can't pay their rent. They know that they're a hair away from being homeless. But then you got the congressmen and women living high right. off the hog. Right. Not even living in these districts. Mm-hmm. How are you going to know the need of the people in your district and you don't even live there with them to experience anything? Right. So it's time for us to call this to light, put this on the table. Now, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to so, do about it now that we done brought up the truth? We done told you the truth with proof. We're giving you the facts. We're not holding them back. Now what are we going to do about it? Now what are we going to have to do? If they can't work for us, they're going to have to be voted out. That's right. So let's talk a little bit about how that dovetails in with the Trump agenda. So you guys were early, early Trump aficionados. Mm-hmm. You saw the the Trump train coming long before many of us did. And you've been there since day one. So now yes. that we're two years in, and I mean, I, I have been stunned with the performance. I've been stunned with the economic prosperity, the cutting of the regulations, on and on and on in every area that he's been able to make a move. He's made a move. And in other areas, the obstruction comes from... Some of it comes from Republicans, a lot of it from the Democrats, but some from the Republicans. What do you see the never Trumpers doing going forward? I'm already seeing them, ladies, switching their tune after the Kavanaugh debacle. Now they're starting to realize, look, he's he's our friend. We need to get behind him. Where do you see them going from here? Well, you know what? I see them shaping up or shipping out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I can't do this no more. Is what I see. I see them straighten up. You listen, the president is draining the swamp. Either you can get behind us because I'm with the American people right. and I'm working for them a bye bye. But I, I really have to commend the Republicans because they really stood up for what they believe, mm-hmm. and they didn't fall like paper. You know, we became Republicans back in 2015, September of 2015 to be exact. And, you know, we noticed that the Republican Party, somebody called them a racist, they unfolded. That's it. It's, oh, I, they just get so scared. But no, when you're right, you fight. And you don't fight with your fist. You fight with facts. You give them facts and give it right back to them. And I'm glad when this thing happened with Kavanaugh that they finally stood up and fought back. And look, they won. And if you ever want to know what's going on with the body of people, check out the head. You know, our president, President Donald J. Trump, is the head. He Look at him. Look at at how he don't have a problem going toe-to-toe against the status quo and calling you right on out. And, and, and whenever you put something in front of him and think you're going to fight him with this, no, he's going to fight back. He's going to ask questions. He's going to call you out about that. And it's good to see the, the Republicans stand together instead of fold and go cold and mm-hmm. just sit there and say and shrivel up with the thumb in the mouth and say, well, we're not going to say nothing. It's time out for that. It's time out for us sitting around allowing the Democrats to run amok, amok among this country and run this narrative that our president is a racist and these people are racist and that person is a racist. And then they want to go into this narrative about the white man. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, thank you, sister. You're welcome. Go ahead. I, thank you. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I feel a little uncomfortable. They talk about the white old Republicans uh-huh. and who they're talking about. And what I would like to say to that is, instead of talking about the white 
old Republicans. How about talking about the white old Democrats, the ones that were slave owners and did not want slavery to end, that raped and abused the slaves? How about talking about that if you want to talk about that? The people that wouldn't come to the table for civil rights. Talk about that if they want to talk about something. Stop talking about white Republicans. Talk about the white Democrats. Why don't you do that? Because it was the white Republicans that came to the table to Mm -hmm. abolish slavery. That's right. The Democrats that didn't want slavery to end. That's right. Not only that, it was the white Republicans that came to the table and wanted to make sure that the free slaves had citizenship. Mm -hmm. That's how we got the 14th Amendment. It was Mm -hmm. the white Republicans that came to the table and wanted to make sure that all people had the right to vote. Mm -hmm. So I'm so ticked off that they put this star on the Republican Party. No, 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 no. Don't put that star on on that stench on the Republican Party because we're not Republicans. You put that where it belongs. That belongs on the Democrat Party. That's where that needs to go. And so you you put it so well. I I'm I can't I can't add to it. My last question, we just have about a minute left. Um and and I know you guys have a lot to say on this, but we're we're almost out of time, but I you you mentioned the Republicans standing together and and finally figuring out that when they stand together they win. Mm-hmm. What 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 are you feeling right now seeing Judge Kavanaugh sitting on the Supreme Court? I've just been riding high. I've just it's just been so good. Where where are you guys? Are I can you even believe it? I'm just so happy that they were able to, you know, hold on and, and get him there. Well, first of all, we never wavered. We really stood behind Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cried I with him, not her. Right. I believed his story was so compelling. A man with an impeccable record. And for them to take the Me Too movement, politicize it, and use it as a weapon to weaponize that against him, to care to assassinate him, to, 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 to just, I mean, what they did to try to destroy a man in his mm-hmm. name, his mm-hmm. impeccable record. So we stood with him from day one. I'm very happy that he's up there on the Supreme Court. And look out. I want everybody to look out because I see another <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me too. Another pick. That's one. all I'm going to say. That's yes. right. Anytime you fall asleep between sentences, yes, he's going to have another it's one. Be oh, yes. So true. So true. You guys are so, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just waiting. I'm, I'm trying. I've been, I've been like, Lord, Am I wrong? Because I'm ready. Yeah, I'm already ready. Listen, the writing is on the wall. Yeah. And if somebody is going to sleep between words, that's a problem. That's right. It is. Look, it I'm really not laughing is. at nothing at that. No, that is a problem. If I'm falling asleep between words, Something's wrong. I don't need to be doing that job for a lot long. That's right. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. And so we we can expect more winning. And I want to give everybody the website, uh, dummycratsthemovie.com. I just went there. You guys go there. Get your tickets. Be prepared. Take some friends to the theater with you so they can see what's really going on in this country. We can turn it around. Diamond and Silk, you girls, y'all have a fantastic day. God bless. And thank thank you you for your time today. Love you you guys. Thank you for coming on. Oh, those ladies just, they fire me up every time. I'm ready to run it right out and, and, and make some war in a good way. <laughs> All right. Listen, what we're going to do is we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll take your calls. 866-963-2037. 866-963-2037. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. Over half the couples today are living together before they get married, if they get married at all. Why is that? I believe the answer lies in what we think about the marriage vow. 
The common approach today is to consider the vow to be nothing more than a tradition, or at best, a statement of good intentions. To many people, it means, we'll try this relationship out. As long as my spouse is doing what I expect and fulfilling my needs, then I'll show love and respect. But if not, I'll move on. Moving in and out of commitments is common today. Be uncommon. Never enter them or break them lightly. Tony Dungy, author of the popular Uncommon book series. Discover more at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. Y'all have encouraged us to go out, stand for the Word of God, stand politically. It's truly a blessing to hear how God is using Urban Family Talk. Just want to say I love everything that Urban Family does. Will you take a moment to share your story? Call 877-327-5647. That's 877-327-5647. Thanks. Abraham Hamilton III. God put us in this world at this time to be salt and light. We don't fold because of the darkness that we're facing. This is not the first time in the world's history that it's gotten dark. God has called you and I to be his ambassadors, even in this dark moment. Tune in to the Hamilton Quarter, weekdays at 5 p.m. Central on Urban Family Talk. This is Poll Paris with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. The Senate vote on Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation to the U.S. Supreme Court, it is a big deal. It could swing tight races in Indiana, Missouri, and North Dakota. Our latest round of Fox News state battleground polls finds voting against his nomination hurts more than helps the Democratic incumbents in those states. Plus, the fight over Kavanaugh might explain increased interest in the election among Republican voters. There's been an uptick in all five states we surveyed. Compared to last month, the number of Republicans feeling extremely interested is up by two points in Arizona, up eight in both Missouri and North Dakota, up nine in Indiana, and up 11 in Tennessee. That erases an edge Democrats had in several states. Republicans in each state are now just as likely as Democrats to say they are extremely interested. And stay tuned. The races are far from settled. Only one candidate has a lead outside the poll's margin of error. I'm Dana Blanton, and that's your Poll Paris. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. I'm not leaving until the end of the year. My goal is that we make sure that everything is in good place and um, for the next ambassador to come in. But it's a great day in the United States, and I'm proud to have been part of the team. Now, I don't have anything set on where I'm going to go. I think that um, the main thing was I was governor for six years, and we dealt with a hurricane, a thousand-year flood, a church shooting, a school shooting. There was a lot. And then to come in and do two years of Russia and Iran and North Korea, it's been eight years of intense time, and I'm a believer in term limits. I think you have to be selfless enough to know when you step aside and allow someone else to do the job. So thank you, Mr. President. It's been an honor of a lifetime. And I will say this um, for all of you that are going to ask about 2020. No, I'm not running for 2020. I can promise you what I'll be doing is campaigning for this one. So I look forward to supporting the president in the next election. Welcome back to the program. That was Ambassador to the UN Nikki Haley talking about her announcement today where she's decided she's going to resign effective the end of the year. 
She says she's given eight years to public service and she needs to take some time off. It's being framed as kind of a hiatus, if you will. And I can understand where she's coming from. Um, She really has accomplished a lot and she's been just so stellar at the U.N., Uh, Already trending, Ann Coulter has tweeted out Trump should replace Nikki Haley with Ivanka. Uh, They have an image of the dailymail.uk.co.uk, so the UK's Daily Mail, of Ivanka leaving her residence this morning. I don't know if you guys, if you're on Instagram, you can follow accounts that actually show you Ivanka's everyday exit from the house so you can see what she's wearing and you can also follow accounts that will show you exactly where the outfit that she's wearing is from so you can buy it yourself and also a knockoff version that's affordable for us regular folk (laughs) so (laughs) she's got two uh two headliners up there the tweet from ann coulter and then uh this ivanka cuts a demure figure in a 500 hundred dollar pleated skirt and i gotta tell you um Ivanka could probably do the the UN ambassadorship like she could probably handle it. It would mean she and Jared would have to move to back to New York because the UN is in New York. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that where Nikki Haley works out of? I could, I could be wrong about that. I will quickly Google that while we're talking. Listen, we got callers. So if you want to join our call queue, it's 866-963-2037. Let's go to the phones. Belinda in Mississippi. Hey, Belinda, thanks for calling the show today. Hi, Stacey. It's Hello. Good to talk with you. Good to talk to you, too. Uh, let me say, if I may first, um, I would like to thank you for your service. I know you're a veteran. I have been oh. listening to your radio show for several months now. Thank and you. I absolutely love the way you are, your personality, your strength, and your independence. You actually think for yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Um, today, uh, the reason I called was I heard you speaking about uh, Mr. Brian Kilmeade of Fox News um, mm, yeah. being followed home this weekend. Yeah. And that was disturbing enough to where it prompted me to call in. And my comment for this is, as much as I have seen these protesters on TV, and I did follow all of the Judge Kavanaugh's wrongdoing, these people have just done the man wrong, period. There's no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud that he is now our Supreme Court Justice. Um, but... As far as the protesting goes, I understand that in our country, everybody has the right to peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. What they are doing now is going beyond that. My personal thoughts on this is when we, not just as Republicans, I am a Republican and conservative person. We, as people that believe in these rights, and believe in our country and what it should be and can be, when we see this happening, we need to come to their assistance. We need to show the people that are protesting and being rude and violent Mm -hmm. to stop. I agree. We're not saying come to arms with it, but we can show a sense of strength and numbers. I agree. Protesters, protest, yes. Don't harass people that are going about their daily lives. These people are coming in restaurants. 
and yeah, disturbing I, people's privacy. They they yeah, really are, so and it's it's the wrong thing to do. It, it, you're right, Belinda, and I agree with you. Um, and thank you so much for calling the show and for listening to the program. I I got to tell you, one one of the things that I find so disturbing about it is it used to be that if someone was harassing someone else, other people would come to that person's defense. Not so any longer. Mm-hmm. And I think you know it. You make a good point about people standing up, but what those two gentlemen who were the, the guys who have the streaming show who were attacking Kilmeade, they actually were inciting other people on the subway to yell at Brian Kilmeade. And when they mm-hmm. were doing that, then the, the, the people started yelling a little bit too. And Brian Kilmeade was on his phone and he just kept turning away. Other people who were sitting there observing should have said, okay, that's enough because we've seen plenty of live leak video of people saying that's enough. Stop doing that. And the others will back down because they realize, oh, I, I actually am doing something wrong. Thanks for calling the show. Let's go to Jimmy in Florida. Jimmy, thank you so much for calling the show today. Yes, I do. I appreciate your service, and uh, thank you for taking me on your show. I appreciate it. Um, I just turned it on. I never heard this show before, but I turned it on. And um, you know, someone was like, you know, President Trump, is, is, is he racist? He's not racist? I, I don't know. But I just know the comments that were allegedly said about, African countries, oh yeah, and things like that. That that that's not a that's not a good comment. Okay, that that's not a good comment. And and and, and it, whether it's a racist, or not, I don't know, but that's a racist comment. Uh, that's okay, a, so I'm a, I I appreciate you uh, calling into the show, and I I want to address what you just said about the comment about the countries. Um, so can we? Getting past the language that the president used because he said something that is identical to what President Obama said, not to justify the use of profanity, but the statement that he made that these are countries that are they're not sending their best people and they're I I call them a pit. I'd say these are countries that are kind of like a pit. Are you saying that you'd be just as happy living in Sudan or any one of the, the six countries that were under the travel ban? Are you saying that you'd be fine living in one of those countries as opposed to here? If you had to leave America, you would choose to go to one of those countries instead of going to Germany or Canada or some other place like that? America. I I love America. But if if he would have said that about if he said that about Italy, if he have said that about England. But is Italy a a pit? Is England a pit? You would have those people getting upset. Well, sure. But those countries are not those those countries are not uh, pits, are they? I mean, let's let's be real here. What, Telling the truth know, about you, another do country. You know, do you know? Do you know that there is there is wealth in Nigeria? You know, Nigeria. Oh my goodness! Of course I do. Of course did. I do. But Nigeria yeah. wasn't one of the so, countries so. that he was talking about. So let's stick to the countries he was discussing. The countries he's discussing this are countries that are currently this mired this in this war, that do not have operational consulates with which to vet people who wish to come to this country. And so my question to you is. Jimmy from Florida, would you like to go live in Sudan? I'm happy living where I'm at. Yeah, but would you go live there? Would you even go vacation there? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. And so it's about telling the truth. When you group group a whole continent together. It's not the continent. He only talked about specific countries. Specific countries, not the continent. He didn't talk about the whole continent. African countries. He was speaking specifically the of the countries that were under continent. the travel ban. No, it's not. The ch- countries that were under the travel ban are the countries that he was specifically referring to. And the countries under the travel ban are currently 
war-torn countries sending hundreds of thousands of their citizens to Europe because they can't take care of them. Again, would you go, let's not say live there, would you go vacation there? Would you go to the Sudan for vacation? I'm Why thinking didn't no. He, say, he didn't say Sudan. He didn't yeah, say he Sudan. actually, he, he did. African he specifically country. said these countries, these African countries that are under the travel ban, and then he made the statement that, that has offended you. He's talking about specific countries that he did not want to receive refugees from because they couldn't vet them. And whether or not you appreciate the terminology he used, it sounds to me like you, Jimmy from Florida, would prefer to live in America or some other westernized nation and not go to one of the countries that he described. And so I'm I'm all about being real. And Donald Trump is not going to stop talking like that because it offends a few Americans. This isn't about the language he's using. It's about whether or not he's telling the truth. And the truth is, I don't know one American who's offended by his statement who would spend 24 hours in one of those countries that he was referring to. The same countries that were called the exact same terminology by President Obama and nobody was offended then. So, you know, I'm I'm all about if if someone says something that's offensive, I, I I'll get offended. But that particular statement, it didn't offend me in the slightest because those are not countries that I would ever willingly set foot in. I, and I've been to the Middle East. I've been to Saudi Arabia. I've been to Russia back when it was the USSR. I've been to Austria four times, Paris, France four times, Spain four times. I've been to every, kind, every part of Germany, every part of it because I grew up there. And then I've been to England, Great Britain. Uh, uh, where else? I've been to uh, Verdun where our soldiers are buried. Um, I can't even begin to list all of the places on this planet I've been to, never been to the continent of Africa. The continent of Africa is not a country. There are countries on the continent of Africa. I've never been to one of those. My parents have traveled to Africa. I never have. And I can tell you there are certain places in the Middle East I wouldn't go unless I was under command sponsorship. It's the only reason I went to Saudi Arabia. I had a green ID card and I had a uniform. And I traveled with other people who were armed. And I went there on a C-30 and I went home on a C-30. And everywhere I went, I was under the protection of the U.S. military. Wouldn't go to the Middle East without it. I would not go to the Middle East without command sponsorship. So to, to answer your question for you, Jimmy, uh, I'm guessing you wouldn't go to Sudan or any of the other countries on the travel ban list because you, like me, you require freedom and certain niceties for your company. And I, I don't blame you. But there's no reason to be offended. Not, not only is Donald Trump not a racist— he tells the truth a little bit too much for people to enjoy. Thank you so much for calling the show today. We have time for one more call. Thomas in Missouri. Thomas, thank you so much for calling into the show. Hey, Stacey. Thank you for accepting my call. Sure. Uh, I'm a veteran. I retired out of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Okay. And, uh, I know where that is. <laughs> oh, I know. We're, we're neighbors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, but anyway, uh, you know, I, yeah. Anyway, you know, I was my my politics has pretty much been independent. And, you know, in the military, I did 28 years, and I thought, you know, I always thought that, you know, I, I try to vote for the the best person possible. Now, I did vote for President Obama twice, and I did, you know, and I because I thought he he, he I felt like he was giving hope when you know when I was listening to his speeches and things, and I went with him. But I thought the first four years was enough, so I went to second. But but then I saw something that really really uh, changed a little bit. You know, uh, all this stuff about uh, misogynists and, and, and uh, you know, everybody, you know, you're, you're either that or you're anti-gay or you're anti-black uh, uh, or you're anti-Muslim and, you know, and, it, and, it, and then whites are bad and, 
I, you know, I just kind of felt, uh, all of a sudden I feel a little bit of loss. Like, you know, I defended this country, and I, I love all the people here. I love the diversity, you know. And I've been all over the world like, like yourself. You know, I've gone all over the places. Mm-hmm. But I was really elated by Kavanaugh getting in there because I thought, my gosh, that they railroaded him so awful. Oh, it was and, so you bad. Know, yeah, and, and, you know, and I started thinking, uh, why? They, they, obviously, they know this. Why, they can't be doing this now. Used to be where, where the, you know, the congressmen and senators, my goodness, they, they never did that kind of thing. They, they were, they were, there was a line that they never crossed. And, and they always went to lunch together, you know, after they voted, you know, Democrat and Republican. But now it's like there's, a, there's the left and there's the right. Mm. I'm kind of in the middle. What do I do? You know? Well, you know, I can understand you being in the middle, quite honestly. There's been a, a few moments, especially when we have the continuing resolutions with the budget. I just th- I say to myself, Republicans heal thyself. Like, what are you doing? The continual funding of Planned Parenthood. There's a bunch of different things. Um, and, and I have friends who are independents and I understand their perspective. So it's, it's not, it's not a place where you're there and, and, you know, people on the right don't get it. I, I definitely can commiserate with you on people that I know now who voted for Obama once or twice. And their hope was, you know, the first time they were like, this is historic. The second time they're like, oh, you know, he, he's going to he's going to turn the corner here. He's just needs some more time. And I got to say, it's he didn't he didn't need more time. He didn't turn the corner. And for people who are more moderate and looking for someone who's more in the middle, there really isn't anyone there right now. The Democrats are moving further to the left and the Republicans are are just struggling to maintain a position on the right. And so, you know, it's it's not a place where you're going to find a lot of independence. But I'm I'm hopeful that as we begin to really kind of just return to a moral center that we can see more people who are willing to be engaged politically without it being a, a, a total utter battleground. I, you know, I keep hope alive that I believe in hope. So thank you so much for calling the show today. All right. If you're leaving us now, God bless you from the heartland. Thank you for being here. If you're going to be around a little bit longer, awesome as well. You have one news now dot com news and information coming at you right after this music. God bless.